Today's episode is brought to you by Cameo. If your organization is looking to adopt Chromebooks, but you need to give your people seamless access to all their apps, including Windows apps, Cameo is the simplest and most secure and most cost-effective way to deliver all the apps your people need to be productive on Chrome OS. Cameo is a Chrome Enterprise recommended virtualization solution and is deeply integrated with Chrome OS and the Google Admin Console, making it easy for you to push any app as a PWA to your Chromebooks. And now you can take advantage of a special Chrome OS and Cameo bundle that makes it easier than ever to test. If you're interested, you can head over to cameo.com forward slash unbox. That's C-A-M-E-Y-O dot com slash unbox or click the link down in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast. The official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I'm joined here today by Robbie Payne. Oh, second time in a row. Mm-hmm. I knew it was going to happen. You know why? Because I'm the only one at the table sitting here without a pixel in he's my gonna, hand. He's going right. to stay that why. way. Here you You're go. not here. in the club. Yeah. I'm, Boom. T- it's I'm not on taking yet. this. <laughs> I will give you your I, SIM card. I have been. I, that's no, not that's six. not even the That's six. the 5A. There you go. Oh, yeah. I don't want that garbage. Hey, it's yeah. a pixel. You yeah. just said pixel. It is a pixel. Pixel sixel. The other voice you're hearing there, that's Gabriel Bringers. Salty Gabriel. Salty Gabe. It's a nice rainy day here in kentucky and uh yeah yeah we're just gonna yeah i've said this multiple times but i always and we joke about it but my phone gets buggy around the time of a new phone release whether it's a OnePlus or a pixel or is it just that you notice it no it has now affected my wife she said really for the last night she was searching something and it's happening like in uh she wants a pixel 6 yeah i'm gonna need that one eventually just so she can see it Uh, Uh -uh. you were gonna give it to me (laughs) yesterday I quit. Nope. <laughs> I literally, no, I'm, I, I'm I had my sim I've got, out of I've got it one yesterday. on the way. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. But, uh, whenever, yeah, uh, so. whenever it gets here, uh, or actually before it gets here, once we get the review done. I would say we could go to the T-Mobile store just so she could see one, but no. you can't. Uh, so. They do have one. Oh, they have a display? Uh, yeah, they've got, and they've got the spot, I think, for the Pro. So they had the 6 on display, um, but they didn't have one for the Pro, which is not shocking because I went yeah. there on launch day and they had absolutely zero of them yeah. i was there when they opened so they had best sold. buy is they had sold none. out of almost all of the unlocked ones they have like one one 128 but everything else is unavailable so, so here's the here's the question is it low inventory or is it high demand I companies do this crap all the time yeah it's i think uh, 
I think it's a combination because we saw the report that Google has ordered another 7, 7 million, million units. Yeah. Uh, I think they're anticipating a good response. Um, I, I, my guess is they just weren't able to have enough on hand for it to happen because you got to talk about Google Store, Google Fi, T-Mobile, Verizon, AT&T, Best Buy, Target. Target. Yeah. Lowe's, this is the biggest Home pixel Depot, launch ever. Lowe's. Five star, Photo, yeah, uh, KSP, Target. These are really small uh, gas stations around here, by the way. Big lots. <laughs> anyway, my wife was searching for something last night, and it's happening with like the Google app and WebView. You type something, the results come up, but then it's everything's frozen. You can't click anything. I remember Swipe into that with overview the OnePlus. mode and come back, and it does yes, it again. Oh, that stinks. My phone's the done one that plus for eight. a long time. The eights did that. See, my eight, my eight five G never had that problem. This phone does it all. I remember, the time. My, I had those two eights. Oh, they were Wi Fi trouble. Like yes, I had so many issues. Yes. I had multiple versions of it. I was so glad to get rid of that stupid so. phone. But Gabe's was always awesome. But well, my one plus eight T and my seven T both. Yeah. Just been soldiers. Did you have I, the same eight as me? Did you have the five? Yeah, uh, the exact. We went and got them on the same day. That's right. Because you never that had Tesla guy was there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you never had any of those issues, and I had all sorts, and so I went and had them exchange it, and had all the same issues. Yeah, it like, was I weird. Do you think that guy's? Do you think that guy's bummed that he's not the Tesla guy anymore? Like, there's, there's probably there's Teslas all over town now. Yeah, it was just cool because he he <laughs> probably he said he had just picked it up that week. I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he was. So he was he one of the early orders. Early, yeah, so. early, early. Like, there's uh, like two Teslas in our parking lot yeah. here on a regular basis yeah. now. Yeah. And then there's yeah. another one that comes through and gets coffee at the coffee shop constantly. Yeah. So that, it's weird to go from the like, why that, oh my God, there's a Tesla. I know. To, yeah, oh, there, there they are. Yeah, we have yeah. Tesla charging stations here now. It's we crazy. Do. We got a supercharger port, which is dope. Um, In a weird spot. Well, I think it, it's good for the interstate. I think it makes sense. Oh, I think yeah. it's because their whole thing is creating that network of right. chargers. They want people to be able to pull off of the road, charge, and get right I'm back I'm saying on the road. like for E-Town. Like oh, it, yeah. It would have made more sense. I, I would have expected someone to they're, have tried to make If it they're going to develop that into town, though, it's smart because oh, it's yeah. going to draw people to yeah. that into town. There are other chargers, just regular tar- chargers, not super chargers, at uh, one of the hotels uh, oh, okay. on the second exit. Is there the one at the exit. courthouse, I think Kenny said? Uh, that's those the are other, just, those are the other the standard. Oh, like for uh, just like it'll the charge company. the leaf and all those. Yeah, yeah. The, oh, yeah. Swope has a couple because they yeah. got them back they won't, when the leaf they won't came charge out. charge as fast, I guess. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. Like superchargers are ridiculously yeah. faster. See, how, no how like, smart is Google? Hey, Google, how many Teslas drive down the I-65 corridor every day? Probably a lot, man. I saw. She's I, gonna be like, I don't, I don't know. Remember she I was going down she the Gulf Shores. Chris I, Pratt in that question somewhere. Oh, wow. oh, okay. there you She's go. not gonna answer. Make that. Chris Pratt's come down. But no, uh, going back to issues with your phone, it is funny. It, it is. It's like when you're looking for a new vehicle, and you're you're like, let's just say it's the new Bronco that you're interested in. And then you start. Well, we know what Joe. Are you interested in the new Bronco, bro? Those new, (laughs) like the uh, what are the the Adventure Edition or whatever. Let's just 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 say as a for instance, as a for instance, saw a a picture of one of those on a beach, sick, stuck in the sand, and a jeep (laughs) pulling out, and said a picture of when you get a vehicle and have to get pulled out by the vehicle that your vehicle's trying to be. (laughs) My 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 next vehicle, without a doubt, one hundred percent, will be an electric vehicle, and most likely a Tesla. Tesla. What's the uh, the, the Ford Mach E looks real dope what, too. Oh, Ford, the Mach E is awesome. The what's the truck? Um, what's the other big company? Rivian. Rivian. Their truck looks pretty cool. I like yeah. that. It's, there's an all electric 150 now, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, Lightning. yeah. Oh yeah. And it's got that's the, part of this. It got really, really uh, okay. good reviews. 
brilliant. Yeah, yeah. because they are using the batteries that are going to get built down here for F-150s that are yeah. getting assembled and, and because the frames are built by... Uh, okay, Matulsa, uh, and or so word. they is can ship them all. Yeah. We're down here in Ford Country. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my are. brother, who is diehard GM, he works for Matulsa and builds F one fifty frames. But he diehard GM, and he's got a, he has a diesel truck, and he's he's old school farm guy. They're diesel, burr, 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 you know, tow mirrors and stats oh, yeah. and all that. He literally told me the other day he's seriously considering <laughs> buying a, an electric F one fifty. Almost well, fell over for. For the for the price, as far as someone who's a farmer, obviously, I mean, you, you gotta you gotta charge it. But the the towing capacity and the torque that you're getting from the Lightning is probably miles beyond his. I think his it's diesel. hilarious that they call it the Lightning because Ford's made a Lightning F one fifty in oh, the yeah. past, which was a gas gun. My uh, hog. my <laughs> my uh, my uncle my uncle has a red one. Yep, and uh, has still has it. drives They're it great. drives it today. Um, but yeah, it is funny though. Like when you when you when there's a new thing out, you start noticing the the stuff wrong with your phone, or oh, if you're yeah. looking for a new vehicle, you start noticing all those vehicles out and about. Um, yeah. Anywho, let's talk about. I, some- mean, I don't know. I dropped it like 19 times yesterday, and it started <laughs> acting really weird. I don't know. What's I did going on. get a scratch on the display the other day though, and I don't know how, and it's bad. Like I thought for a second it was a hair on there, but no, mm. it's a. It's a gouge. And that's why I'm trying to figure out how to put a screen protector on the 6 Pro. Victus, man, you don't need that. You say that. So the back, I did see the Pixel 6 on the back is not Victus. It's only regular Gorilla Glass. What was the... This is Victus. The Pro is Victus on both What was the two-piece case with the... Oh, OtterBox? OtterBox. OtterBox. The original OtterBox that snapped on your phone. like when I sold cars, that was all the car guys had those. I'm like... Those look so stupid. Uh, they were, they were a brick. Oh, Literally terrible. a brick. It's like, yeah, your, your phone won't break, but... I had the little two-part one. What a nightmare. One. They yeah. had a commuter yeah. one. The yeah, commuter I had the commuter. Commuter was one. when... And that's, I was, when those came out, when I was selling selling phones. And uh, I remember the commuter was like, okay, these are the first Otter boxes I'm telling anybody to get. Because like, the big ones had the... I can't remember the name of them. Uh, they had the screen protector Defender, built in. Yeah. yeah, Defender yeah. had the screen protector built in. Yep. And it was so terrible. It was like... The commuter was just two-piece. It just snapped together yeah. with no... So you had a basically a silicon sort yeah. of TPU and then a hard case yes. around the outside. Which is... That's honestly what... 95% of people would need for a really bad drop. Like even this TPU case I have on mine right now will survive some pretty gnarly drops. Uh, the screen is a little exposed for my taste. I mean, that's that's asking for uh, for some shatter. Uh, but a, a soft screen protector is not going to stop that from happening. No. Um, so it's just part of it. I, I was going to pull up a video of, if you've never heard of him, his name's Ginger Hillbilly. He's on TikTok. Oh yeah, and YouTube. yeah. You showed him to me when he said tow mirrors. Toe it's one mirrors. of those ones. He got. He's got this little bitty, itty bitty <laughs> little sedan, and it, he's like cut the back off oh, of yeah, it to make a bed on it. Yeah, and he's got these huge, like the big, Massive ridiculous. He's like, see them tow mirrors. Look, them tow mirrors. Yeah. Don't tell me they ain't tow mirrors. <laughs> Yeah, if you if you, <laughs> so if you have a free three minutes, go to YouTube and look up just look up stacks on stacks, and you will see. If you just look up Ginger Hillbilly, yeah, you'll, you'll find. I don't know who the stacks on stacks is a guy that who do, he does these just they're animated things that look they they're like imagine Bob's Burgers, but the animation's fifty times worse. It's like that, and it's just people like it's people making it's he's so making like he's making fun right of guys who have the big stack pipes in the back of their diesel truck. Oh, it's, yeah. it's hilarious. Oh yeah, stacks on stacks, stacks on stacks. 
So let's talk about. Yeah, uh, we, we we started this before we got on here and said we should kick off with the pixel because it won't take long. Exactly. And you said toe mirrors. <laughs> I did. said toe mirrors. Toe mirrors. My bad. So, Damn mirrors. Toe mirrors. <laughs> so we've had the pixels uh, for about a week and a half now. We've been using them and. We're going to get to uh, a video that we put out literally today. So if you're listening listening to this to on the 29th, it's out. It's out. Yeah, you can go watch it. We'll link it and everything. Um, but we'll get to that in a minute. But there's some other. there was some other info that came out this past week as people got these in hand and started doing cool tests and stuff. Yep. And... Uh, what do we, which one do we want to start with? Do you want to start with benchmark uh, the benchmark stuff? GPU benchmark, I think, is... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that real quick first. So... Um, I'm trying to think what the is it motion? I think it's motion mark. I probably need to look it up. Uh, that's what tell you, you said when you came in the other day. I'm pretty sure. It was I think it's what it is. I don't know. It's in the article. Um, but yeah, the the GPU benchmarks, which it back up for a second. Um, the Snapdragon processor uh, made by Qualcomm always comes with an Adreno GPU. So it's I think is that Qualcomm's. GPU, Adreno is their yeah. thing. Yes. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because uh, Mali is their own. That's like the base yeah. ARM GPU, yeah, right? Think, like yeah, ARM, so. when ARM puts together their latest cores and stuff, like they have their latest Mali, Mali, whatever. It's M-A-L-I, however you want to pronounce that, uh, GPU that they'll ship along with those latest cores. So obviously the the Tensor chip inside the Pixel 6 is using, um, is using that GPU. So... Every time, like years past, the 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 Mali GPU is always just kind of behind um, uh, the Adreno, and so it's one of Qualcomm's big like winning things with Snapdragon. Is mm-hmm. yeah, it's fastest, but it also has probably yeah. the best mobile GPU you can get outside of what Apple's doing with with their stuff. And uh, and so when when the the original Geekbench scores came in, and you know the Right now, the Pixel Six and Six X or Six Pro—I still want to say Six XL. Sixel. Uh, <laughs> they still fall a little bit behind the Snapdragon Eight Eight Eight, and that's not terribly surprising. But it's a little surprising to me, uh, mainly just because uh, it's the same core configuration. Um, but actually, the big core, the X One core, uh, which is the latest, greatest ARM core, uh, Cortex X One. Uh, the Snapdragon 888 only has one of those. This this supplants one of the medium-sized cores for another one of those big boys. And so I'm like, it it has this structural layout to, I think, be faster than the Snapdragon 888. So th- the issue then becomes, okay, well, this is the only phone that this chips in. So when it comes down to it, um, the the Tensor chip is always going to have to be defined by like how well it feels and how well it works on a Pixel because... You can't be like, well, because right now the like eight eighty eight, you could compare the S twenty one to the one plus nine to the couple different iterations. You know, uh, you know the that, other who else yeah. makes cell phones? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Xiaomi, Redmi, yeah, but they use no, they Xiaomi, does Xiaomi use Snapdragon? Because uh-huh. a lot of them use Kirins and Exynos and all that phones, stuff. Phones, phones with Snapdragon. LG. Um, I know, no, that's why Snapdragon no. had that little passive-aggressive tweet uh, last yeah. week. Red flag. Red flag for anyone using something not well, Snapdragon. Well, I saw that. Anyway. I saw that trend on Twitter, like with some other stuff too. No, so people were they hate trying? It. They were trying to play off that meme. Yeah, but I'm like, that wasn't a good way to try to stupid. do it. It was stupid. Yeah, they were trying to be cheeky and they failed. Yeah, they should I, take marketing tips from Google. Yeah, <laughs> Google's doing it well. Uh, anyway, so. It, I, I, what I think is that over time, um, we're actually going to see um, we're going to see the the tensor scores like 
probably artificial Geekbench scores, they're probably going to go up. Sure. Basically, it's this is all going to be how Google chooses to handle Tensor on this phone. It's not this widespread thing. So we can't even look at different uh, versions of this chip and different pieces of hardware with different operating systems. Like, this is it. So um, I, I could see that score going up. But that wasn't so surprising as the fact that these GPU scores have come out and it's beating everything else in the Android market. So whether it's Kirin 9000 or I don't know, whatever the latest Kirin chip is from Huawei, uh, it's beating the Exynos 2100 chip, which is Samsung's latest. It's beating the Snapdragon 888 in GPU performance. And so uh, I, I just found that really interesting. And not that I'm basing performance of this phone on PUBG, um, which honestly, you know, we we found out like PUBG new states coming out uh, on mobile on the 11. Uh-oh. I think at we that knew, point we knew we knew he was going to work in. it in somehow. Got Gabe. it. We knew he was going to work it in. But you know, like I I think that game will probably take better advantage of this. But PUBG has just been cantankerous with different processors. Like it just always is. It's it's. I don't know how they've got it made or what they did with the graphics engine or whatever. But it seems like a new processor comes along, and sometimes you're like. This processor is faster than the one that came before, and I can't just crank not, up the settings. You won't even let me. Yet, yeah, you know, and it's—I don't even think it's that it's not optimized. I think they—they they have to go in and, and basically say if Open processor equals yeah. this, yeah, let them do that. And I'm like, come on. Which, which that's silly because these processors get in the hands of developers and everything a year ahead of time before they release. They just don't care. The app developers have the same access as hey, this okay. thing's coming. You need to develop for this. Oh, yeah. Crafting, and crafting, that's exactly crafting new state's going to be a whole new world. Yep. Yeah. So that makes me think, like, because Crafton, just a different company, you know, like. What day? When is it? 11th or 15th? November 11th. 11th, all right. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Robbie has a timer hot, hot on take. his home screen. Yeah, I do. It's, it's countdown. Uh, hot take. <laughs> or countdown. Uh, I'm sorry. That's, yeah. Crafton made PUBG, PUBG Corp. You know, they, they built PUBG and uh, they licensed all that IP over to Tencent to build they PUBG were, Mobile. They were a fairly indie studio, oh, right? Yeah. Way, yeah. way indie. Uh, the, the game is actually a. A mod of uh, what is that game? War uh, War Z or something Z? Yeah, something War Z War, War Zone War Z War something Z. Yeah. Uh, you can go play it actually on GeForce Now. That game, the game that he modded to make PUBG's on GeForce Now, you can play it for free. Um, and so he modded it to make because his, his gamer tag is Player Unknown, and so it's Player Unknowns Battlegrounds apostrophe S his <laughs> Battlegrounds. The game is actually just called. Battlegrounds. It's player unknowns battlegrounds, and it just Everybody player unknown battleground PUBG became PUBG. Yeah, and it's just PUBG, uh, and that's what which, his his skin is that default player, right, with the white shirt and the I, I think, think so. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's like yeah, his yeah, skin. Yeah, he yeah that that the Spazman helmet, that that guy that's uh, <laughs> whatever, whatever that Spaznat, Spaznat, whatever Spaznat. Level three. It's level three. It's a level three helmet. It's a welder's helmet as well. But. So yeah, so they, they, they built the PC game. It blew up. It started the uh, Battle Royale genre. And then... It was the first... What, number one, yeah. So it was the first, so was anybody the first Battle Royale. That they, any, they, they, he created Battle Royale. Wow. So, so anybody playing Fortnite can think... Oh, 100%. Fortnite wow. was Fortnite actually launched as a game that... Um, now, there might be a, Dude, some I, like really tiny indie games that tried something like a Battle yeah. Royale. He was the first 100 people jump out of a plane onto an island. Battle, battle it out. He, right. That was his mod. That's he made that. <laughs> I did not uh, know that. Oh, Holy yeah. Holy crap. And so, so 
uh, Fortnite actually launched as more like a tower defense game. So you can still in the full game, like it, when, it, when oh, the game yeah, loads yeah. up, there's three options. And the first one, save the world, that option, that's all that game ever was. So Epic made it. You you build just like you would in Fortnite, but you build these fortresses to keep the like the zombie people from coming in from the blue out, you know, like the outer levels or whatever. And so that's what that game was. They saw PUBG and went, that's cool. Let's make our game do that too. And so then they launched it and Epic, you know, just is really good at marketing and building games and going cross platform real early. And they just did a bunch of stuff. And listening to those players. Yeah. And so like it was a, they just, they caught uh, people's attention. And so the battle Royale thing took off because of, in some ways, Fortnite adopting it, but they were not definitely not the first. Um, and so, uh, Anywho, it, it moves on. You know, PUBG is doing well in the PC space. And I guess probably at the time, they didn't have the resources to go develop a mobile game. I don't know that many people were thinking. Like, there were people that were making a mobile uh, mobile um, uh, Battle Royale games like uh, Free Fire and Knives Out and all these, like, little studios. Knives were making, Out's a game? Yeah. That, that's where I saw it. It was out way before that movie. Are they uh, related? No. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I think the same, like NetEase is one of those companies that builds a bunch of these. And uh, so anyway, that, a bunch of studios were trying to do this. People wanted PUBG Mobile. I think Crafton, I don't know if it was Crafton at the time or if it was PUBG Corp or whatever. Blue Hole, they were Blue Hole at Blue one Hole, point. Blue Hole, yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever. It's the main studio for uh, what, whatever dude's name is. It's player unknown. Uh, I, they probably just didn't have the resources to go build a mobile game. Right. So instead... They hooked up with Tencent, who builds a mobile game like every other day. And they're just like, hey, we've got a new game, new game, new game, new game. And so they licensed all the IP, so all the intellectual property. So you can you can make your helmets look exactly like our helmets. You can have all the exact same guns with the same names, the same uh, maps with the same layouts. They're not exactly the same. There's, there's some stuff. If you play desktop PUBG, you'll notice some differences, not just like, oh, the graphics are better, but like they're different things on the map. But for the most part... The buildings are where they go, and the roads go the same place, and all that stuff. Um, so they they licensed all that IP to Tencent. Tencent built PUBG Mobile. Well, PUBG Mobile is now turned into this mess of free like, for all. It is. And, and I I think there's something in just some different cultures that like uh, or enjoy this type of game, like. And I'm not talking about the actual gameplay. I'm just talking about all the stuff they put around it. So you got Fortnite over here that has a season, and in that season they got a theme. And they do and these in that theme, awesome launches, and they yeah. have this hype that leads up to things. They have a big things. live and, event, and people yeah. go to it and they do all this stuff. And then it, whatever thing manipulates their map, and it changes the map, and uh, and then the skins go along with that. And they'll have different ones. But when you want to buy a skin, you go in, and it's like, oh, that's ten bucks. If I would like that skin, it comes with these things. Do I want this or don't I? I do or I don't. And clearly, clearly Epic has made boatloads of money doing this. Just crazy amounts of money. I can't tell you. They've got tons of my money because both of my kids play Fortnite. And it's constant. Like, oh, I just want the this skin's only available for two days. Please, mm-hmm. can I get this one? You know, they, they've got it. They know what they're doing. And it is not a catastrophe. Like, I'll go and look around the item shop sometimes. Like, I've bought a couple Batman skins and uh, I've got a... I, I work through because like you can work through the season too and get particular skins. Right now, PUBG Mobile, I've had the same clothes and stuff for 
a year. Yeah, I'll change. You can't just yeah, go get every something. once in a while, you'll win like a temporary skin or clothes piece of clothing, and I'll put it on. But then, like yesterday, I forgot that I had on. Now I don't have a shirt on because my shirt disappeared. But it's such a they don't do product launches. They have some major partnerships. The problem is, is they don't leverage that at all. They partnered with Dune, the new movie Dune, last week, and it. They, they, there's no announcements or anything. You just open the game and it's like, oh, okay, well, there's, there's more Dune. stuff. <laughs> While they still have Godzilla and King Kong going on, the actual one movie and stuff. Yeah. But and at the same then, time, didn't they have like the, you're like the fairy butterfly thing happening at yeah, the same fairy time? Yeah, they had a Power Ranger thing, <laughs> thing for a while. Um, they partner with these different indie musicians, but you never know what's going on. None of it's part of a season. It doesn't really change anything. And then now they're doing baby shark and you have to collect all these little baby sharks. Oh, that's the worst. But for what? Right. There's crap. Like the things that you're collecting right now and the, the mode that we with. play, it's like you have this many go when you hit it, it doesn't do anything. Yeah. It won't go. Anywhere. I have stuff from like five seasons ago that you can click it and it still says, Hey, click here to use these things. You're and like, it's like, this is work. ended. But then they have like dismantle options, but you can't dismantle. It's like, and even get you, it out of my inventory. I can't do anything with it. Even if you dismantle it and do, you know, get whatever you got for it. The stuff that you can buy with, I think it's the little silver coins, mm -hmm. never changes. They don't ever put anything new in that. So and we got no, all that. Yeah. There's no option to grind and get anything. Mm -hmm. um, and if you want anything, like if they, because so, the outfits are ridiculous. They're so dumb. Like it, it <laughs> I don't want to run around a map where I'm playing like a military style game and look like some golden teddy bear like what is this but like, that in in areas cultures yeah, where I mean, this is big because you think a lot of these guys because there's a lot of like there's a lot of team play stuff there's the clans because we have yeah. our own little clan but there's things that you can do as a clan to get a ton and it's like that's it's, not the game culture that we're in but it's here. so hard <laughs> to f even figure out what to do nope. like how do no you idea. get to this thing like it is an absolute catastrophe and so i think PUBG Corp, Crafton saw this some time ago, probably, and we're like, okay, we got we got to rein this in. But we've licensed all our IP. Like we can't just go build PUBG and take it. Like they licensed it to them, so they decided to build PUBG New State, and so they're keeping it in their words in the same universe. But one hundred percent, this is them taking the reins back. I think because I think they realize now, like. When when PUBG was at its height, there's no way that they were looking and going, "Hey, the next big place probably for um, gaming and and online big huge battle royale style gaming is going to be on phones. It's going to be mobile. Like people are going to get into this. Like it's going to get competitive, and people are really going to love this. I don't. I just don't think they saw that, and so they didn't invest properly at that time. Well, Fortnite did. Um, you know, because they made the same game granted they're with all their crap with Apple and Google now. So who knows where that's at? But for a long time, the game, the Fortnite I played on my phone, on my Android phone, on an iPad was the same Fortnite that I was playing that PlayStation and, you know, it tried to match you with like players. But if I wanted to, I can hop in their game and go play with them. We're playing on the same map, it's the same game. Uh, they got that. And I think that's part of why the rise happened with Fortnite too. And so, I think they saw that, realized, Ugh, you know, we we've done licensed our stuff off to Tencent, and they're they've turned it into a three ring circus. Like it, it the game is just a an absolute joke uh, because you can play it and then go play Call of Duty. Who Call of Duty Mobile is made and run by Activision. They worked with Tencent for a minute, and they yanked that and they took grains back over it. And since they've done that, it's it's back to this 
kind of cohesive thing. They have a season. It's got a theme. Skins and guns go along with that theme, and it doesn't really deviate outside of that. Um, and and I think that's what Crafton's going to do with with PUBG New State. It's going to be this game that, like Fortnite, they can you know it's only got one map to start off with. I don't know if they're going to go multiple maps. It might just be it, one map, and they keep they let the story evolve yeah. the map. Um, because honestly, that works. I mean, people still play Fortnite in mass. It's the same map. It's one island. It's always been the same. They just the terrain changes. They blow something up. They put a crater in. They you know like it completely changes and obliterates the map. But it's still the same map. The the stuff's still kind of in the same spots, and people still go and play because yeah, new maps are kind of cool. But at the end of the day, story. it's yeah, it's the story, it's the 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 gameplay, all those things went out, and the looks of this game just look amazing. And that's what's crazy about amazing. the current PUBG Mobile is that they introduce or talk about these things that are so awesome, and then those are the things that go away. We've been waiting for payload mode to come back forever. Uh, they had the where like buildings get destroyed and stuff like that, but I thought at one point they were talking about you were going to be able to actually destroy buildings. And I don't mean the sticky bomb portals. I mean like yeah. blow up building up that someone's in you know stuff like yeah. that and then you know that all that stuff went away and the vehicles with the uh, cannons and all that stuff on them what what map was that in that that's was, a, that's in payload is in payload yeah, they, yeah so because yeah, you got go every almost every vehicle you can yeah. on has so a we're finally getting rocket pay, launcher. yeah finally getting payload back in a couple of days well tomorrow i'm telling you they're doing all this it's stuff too late yeah they, we're they, leaving <laughs> since watching all these things for a new state like it, it, oh and their promos are awesome they're yeah. trying really Incredible. hard to with PUBG right now mm. it feels like they're scrambling because it's it is really almost these games are going to be pitted against one another. I know they're quote unquote in the same universe. These are different developers. These are different uh, development houses. You got to remember they just they license their IP to this other company, and they can't fix yeah. that. But they can go make a better version of the game. And I bet thing, that license like, doesn't get renewed when it's when it whenever times it, up. I oh. bet you it doesn't. And they could depending take that, on the success of New State. Yeah, but. and and you got to think they're probably making recurring revenue on that. Oh and, sure, and they're yeah. just like. Uh, can't you know, yank it out you know? no and, and it's obviously successful uh, when you look at a global audience and millions and millions and millions and millions of people <laughs> are playing that game it may annoy us but it clearly isn't annoying everybody right. I just I wonder what the impact of New State will be on their player base or how and long if, it'll take uh, hopefully Crafton has some sort of like royalty not just a flat licensing fee yeah. like hey we, we're getting a percentage of your revenue I would because say I, so. you know you know like you said PUBG Mobile is raking it in, in oh my gosh yeah a it, lot it, of places even though the only way to buy things is to it's like playing the lottery or just getting a scratch off ticket or something like oh, okay I'll, I'll buy Twenty dollars worth of crap, and I literally might not get anything out of this. Yeah, I'm like, and, and who does? Yeah, they got to be this? spending tons because you have like a new season will start, and we'll get matched with guys who have already leveled up to like yeah. oh yeah thirty, forty, fifty. And RP, they've got all the junk on already. It's I'm like, like how? Because it's not like oh well, I just went and bought this level, or that you work through buy a ton of stuff to get it. Because when remember when they introduced the season stuff, they you. There was enough. There was enough reason to go. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll buy the Royale Pass, is what yeah. they call Prime it. Yeah, they're trying to make the same thing that Fortnite figured out. Like Epic is. Those guys are geniuses. I mean, they they really had all this stuff figured out. And so PUBG Mobile scramble and figure out. Okay, if we do a season pass, we can hook this, this, and this into it. So they call it the Royale Pass. So you get RP points, you know, for everything. But it, remember when it first launched? It'd be worth the five bucks to go ahead yeah. and, and get the upgraded RP because you know, like level ten or level twelve, it was very clear. Like here are the 
assignments. You had some daily missions, and you had I love the missions. daily missions. And I mean, it was just you could go and figure those out, go do them, get points, and you could get some cool stuff. It is so convoluted now. Like I look at it, I'm like, I don't, I, I don't even know what I'm doing, yeah. looking at. Now it. it's simply just okay. You reached level seven. Here's your prize. If you buy RP, your prizes would include all of this. I'm like, just let me let me pay five bucks a season and let me just grind to do the yeah. daily missions were awesome. You could go in and play like three matches and just punch, just the knock list, them out. You know? Yeah, and it, and it's fun to have those extra things. And again, that's that's where Fortnite has exceeded. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, my kids will look at these missions and they're, yeah, they're jumping into a match, but ultimately their goal is to go accomplish that mission and to and get try the not thing, to, not to get killed while they're doing it, basically. And so it's like. It's fun. It adds this different dimension to the game. But again, they they did it so poorly that it became not fun to do. And now it's so convoluted, it's confusing. And so I, I can't wait till Newsdate comes out because I feel like it's a, a clean slate. Like we can just, it's a new map. The game, it's the game built by the people that made the game in the first place. They've got a whole new graphics engine because PUBG Mobile, frankly, is not optimized at all. The fact that I can open <clears throat> Call of Duty Mobile and crank everything to the max, every setting to the max, and it runs full frame rate on the Pixel 6, and then I have to put it on no shadows, no textures, and all this stuff to get a smooth frame rate on PUBG Mobile tells me, you know, this is a poorly written game. It is, and and it's, it probably is. It probably is a terribly written game, to be honest. And... So I, I, I'm ready, honestly, as, as long as New State's even halfway decent, I don't know that I'll go back and play PUBG Mobile probably ever yeah. again. Uh, it'll stay there. It's not going anywhere, but I'll, I'll be done with it. Yeah, I've been trying to get these guys to play Call of Duty Mobile anyway. There's just something about PUBG that's there is. just There's a feel, and I'm man. telling you, New State, New State looks to me on the screen, it looks even more like the desktop version yes, of PUBG. Yes, absolutely. And that, I don't know. Have you ever sat and played a match of PUBG uh, by yourself? I have only tried, well, I, I forget what we were testing. I tried Stadia. playing some. When it came out on Stadia, probably. Yeah, I played some on the, Dude, the Mac. So and then I played. Intense. I played some on, on Stadia. It's so intense. Yeah. Like. I, there's something about PUBG. It's I don't I don't know what it is, but like it, there is a just an intensity to the reality. Yeah, for of me, it. it's it's a lot more like playing. Like there's the there's the beach scene in Day of Defeat, and then there's the beat. One of the older Call of Duties has a beach scene where it opens. Uh, it's that the first a, the first no, World War a, one that they did. Uh, yeah, and then uh, what's the other game I used to always get Call of Duty mixed up with? Um, oh my gosh, Modern Warfare. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, no, no, Modern Warfare is no, a Call of Duty yeah. game, too. Uh, oh, that's right. Modern uh, Combat. Modern Combat, so yeah. Modern Combat 4 started like that. You started yeah. in a boat rolling up onto a beach. But back when I played, when the first, like, the World War Call of Duty came out, it was that, you get that feeling, like, you're you're in these towns, and everything just has this gritty feel, and it feels real, and it's like, I remember playing you it on, the first time I head. played it oh, on, yeah. yeah, first time I played it on Stadia, because I had never played regular PUBG, and now I'm playing it on Stadia with a controller, and I'm just like, I'm crouched down by a house, and I hear stuff, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do this, I'm going to yeah. die. I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, not that I think, I think New State's going to have a little more, from the looks of it, there's still some of that arcade feel, but it gives them back the control over their game um and they're using a new rendering engine that's supposed to be really awesome so one of the made their own didn't they uh either that or they are using one that's really great um and so they have some cool lighting effects and all that kind of stuff but 
like one of the guys that was playing it on like super smooth frame rates, high settings. He said he was playing it on some crappy Samsung tablet. Yeah, he's like, I'm sorry if if any of the quality is bad. I'm, I'm playing this on a cheap Samsung I'll tablet. It's like, pretty good. <laughs> and honestly, apart from Samsung's highest end six or seven hundred dollar tablets, their lower end tablets always have like mid range processors at best in them. And so, if it's running like that on that kind of stuff, like man, yeah. it's going to be saucy. Sorry <laughs> for the whole. Sidebar. There you, you go. You made the mistake thing. of saying hot take. I did. You shouldn't have said hot I take. Did. Well, once you, you knew so that I wasn't going to be you, hot take. Once you said, I told you he's going to get into it, I'm like, fine, I will. I'll get all the way into it. I'm gonna <laughs> and, go now all and now it's lunchtime. And now it's time to go, go barbecue. Okay. Uh, let's take a quick break for an ad. We'll come back. We can recap some of that. How how we even got there, I don't know. But Pixel we're going to take it. It's a gaming GPU, on Pixel 6 GPU. Yeah, That's yeah. where I was getting at. Yeah, like, well, it. it it's there. It's powerful, and right. I think like New State's going to be one of the games that we'll, I'm you'll going be able to, to leverage. Like, it. get to enjoy yeah, that exactly. Thing. Exactly. Okay, we'll take a quick break for an ad, and we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service, and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device, whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device. NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Today's episode is brought to you by Cameo. If your organization is looking to adopt Chromebooks, but you need to give your people seamless access to all their apps, including Windows apps, Cameo is the simplest and most secure and most cost-effective way to deliver all the apps your people need to be productive on Chrome OS. Cameo is a Chrome Enterprise recommended virtualization solution and is deeply integrated with Chrome OS and the Google Admin Console, making it easy for you to push any app as a PWA to your Chromebooks. And now you can take advantage of a special Chrome OS and Cameo bundle that makes it easier than ever to test. If you're interested, you can head over to cameo.com forward slash unbox. That's C-A-M-E-Y-O dot com slash unbox or click the link down in the show notes. Alrighty, welcome back everyone. So GPU performance, were there any other stats or anything in that article that you wrote that we... Uh, no, we just, just, it, it just beat uh, just, basically everything. It's just awesome. It didn't like demolish everything, but it was it was definitely the leader of the pack. Uh, so that was that was pretty awesome. But then uh, another test came out from uh, Phone Buff. If you're not, I've seen one of their videos before. Yeah, uh, and so I, I really enjoyed watching this. Cause, Are they just YouTube or do they have a site as well? Um, I don't. Know. I've only seen their YouTube stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know that they do anything else. They got like. If little, they don't own over a million, if they don't own phonebuff.com, that's I know that's a that that would be sad. But they've got the robots, you know, and like they 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 really film it well. Like it's it's just super well done. Um, and they they side by side phones. They'll do drop tests too with the robots that they're dropping at the exact same velocity and all that. Like so, it's it's very scientific, which is kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, they put the the Pixel Six Pro against the excuse me uh, iPhone thirteen Pro. Max, Max Pro, Pro Max. Their Dude, I don't so know. So dumb. Sorry. Uh, th- so they put those two down next to one another, and like the robot has a little stylus in its in its hand, and it it goes through. I don't know how they've got this thing programmed. Like it goes through the tasks, but it doesn't move to the next task until the task is completed. Not really sure. My guess is they probably just got a switch. Like as soon as they see the task is done, they can click to the next 
function I mean, from the dude, robot because it's multitasking, it's clicking. Like these, I don't know how it would. These know. robots these days they have sensors and cameras. Yeah. They might have a way of knowing drawing, hey, when when movement was, on the screen insane. stops. Move to the move next forward. Thing. Anywho, so it gets through, you know, the the basic task. Facebook. Have you seen the Tesla factories? I, I mean, <laughs> these I mean, robots insane. can do anything. Uh, and so it gets through the first. You know, it's got them side by side, and the pixels honestly kind of running away with it. With with basic stuff, we're talking like Facebook, uh, Spotify is. I think it's towards the end. I don't remember Facebook opening Chrome. You know, kind of day to day type task: opening some photos, camera, like all those things. Like it's it's got itself well ahead of the iPhone in the same task. Oh, I'm opening micro, pretty some pretty big Microsoft Office documents, like uh, hundreds of words with photos, document, and then a big old spreadsheet and all that stuff. And so it, the Pixel 6 really kind of gets way ahead. And then they get to the video editing thing. And the editing part's fine. It's still continuing to chug. They're both moving. But the minute they click, the thing clicks export the video on uh, Pixel 6, it's like, okay, here it goes. And so the iPhone's sitting there da, 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 catching up. And I'm, I'm, when I say it's way behind, it's six, seven seconds behind the Pixel 6. And then they click export on the iPhone 13. And he goes, done. <laughs> and the Pixel 6 is still sitting there chugging along on rendering. And, and so then it moves along. Well, once they get back to some normal tasks, opening games, Spotify, Starbucks, that kind of stuff, the Pixel 6 tries to catch back up from the video editing gap uh, and ends up, I think, four seconds behind the iPhone to finish out this whole list of tasks that yeah. took you know, a few minutes uh, total. And so to me, I'm like, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't shock me that develop because there's a couple things you have to remember here when a developer makes an app for the iphone they make an app for one phone basically uh one processor right one os that's it uh when a de same developer goes and makes an app for android they've got to consider the multitude of differences and variations which so, is one more reason why google needs their own in-house video 100 percent editor thing or app. they just need to partner with somebody and yeah. say hey I, we want you to make this awesome on Kenny tensor Master. Whoever, Whoever. Well, we're going to talk about LumaFusion here in a minute. So they yeah. really, I think they need to shack up real nice with them and, and maybe maybe work something out. But so, I mean, obviously, you know, iPhone's latest chips are adept at video uh, uh, and dealing with video and exporting it and stuff. I mean, there's been stuff about that since the M1 came out. There's been stuff about that since, heck, the A12, A13 Bionics and iPad Pros and all that stuff. So it's not, this isn't new or news in any way, shape, or form. This is years old understanding that iPhone is better at taking video, rendering it, editing it, all that stuff because of uh, Apple's chips. And part of that could be the way Apple makes it. But again, I think it comes down to whatever video suite you're talking about. The minute that the, the person makes that, the developer makes that for iPhone, they're going to take great care to make it very, very good because that's just kind of Apple's shtick. When they make it for Android, they're like, we're going to make it work. We're going to make sure it works on the most phones it can. So we can't do that one thing that helped that go faster and that one thing that was specific to this. And for Apple, they can just hone in and make it the best possible thing. So it, it did demolish the Pixel 6 in that with whatever app they were using to render that particular video. 100%. It demolished it. You take that out of the equation, the Pixel 6 beat it across the board handily. And so, yeah. GPU scores might be a little bit lower and people have already put out GPU scores of iPhone 13 Pro Max versus this and the yes Geekbench loves them some iPhone like oh, yeah. uh, and, and yeah, I'm not time. I'm not taking away from like Apple's chips are fast they are fast um, but 
that the bench they benchmark really fast and they always have and so yes benchmarks it, it blows it away too so yeah we could look at synthetic stuff but this is more real world this is tactile this is moving around your phone what it feels like to move it again apart from exporting that video 100 percent, the pixel 6 was the faster phone Perform- to get like in and out feel. of things yes mm-hmm. real world performance so i thought that was a really cool video uh, uh really helpful i think to realize like because to me the tensor on this thing feels super fast but it's funny we get so inundated with benchmarks like there's a lot of times i'm like it does feel fast but i wonder if it is fast like is it really that fast and so you start looking at benchmarks and it's like oh maybe it's not that fast and if you ever have a hiccup in an animation or something like, oh, see, maybe it's not that fast. I'm, I don't have that Snapdragon 888. Right. And, that, and that's where Google has a huge case. opportunity here because mo- I would guess most Apple iPhone buyers never once go, oh, the new iPhone came out. What are the benchmarks? They're they, used they to getting the latest iPhone and everything on it works. It's X amount faster than the last iPhone. Right. And it works work. flawlessly. Everything's smooth. Oh, this does feel faster than my phone that's a year and a half old or whatever. Google just needs to focus on tuning their stuff to the Tensor chip. Yep. Those benchmarks don't matter. Because, I mean, as soon as it came out, one of the first articles I saw was Google's chip is slower than Apple's Eight chip 12, from three years ago. Yeah. whoop de doo It still feels faster. There are things on that phone that feel faster than my 888. Right. Yeah. So... It doesn't matter. Benchmarks, benchmarks matter, but they don't. I mean, yeah. hey, that's a yeah. good article. We should write that. Yeah, they're they're cool to look at, but real world performance always is going to matter because again, yeah. general consumers probably don't even know how to go find a benchmark, and they don't care. They're not looking for that. Uh, it's it's nerds like us that get all into that stuff, and so uh, I, I really appreciated that video. I thought it was yeah. really cool. Yeah, uh, and and they've done they've done some cool stuff over the years like i've just oh, seen yeah. their stuff pop up here and there oh and for reference since we talked about an 888 uh, they have the next video in the queue was uh the galaxy s21 ultra versus the yeah. iphone 13 pro max and the pro max beat the snap the snapdragon 888 in that phone by 10 seconds so it yeah it's it's day-to-day performance is faster than the 888 there you go there you go there you go. So let's talk a little bit about the video that we put out uh, today. So for folks that are listening to this, they're like, yeah, you guys have been talking about these pixels for all this time. Which one should I go buy if they haven't made that decision already? Um, I think some people probably just know, like, I don't know. How can I say this? Like, like some people just know they want the best phone and they're just going to go get the pro no matter what. Or some people know that, Hey, I like a little bit of a more budget phone. I'm going to go get that phone. It's like the tech nerds like us that analyze all of it and, 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 and really care about, you know, the little intricacies of the phone that I think these two phones create a little bit of a dilemma. Yeah. And it's because the pixel six is so good. And I didn't say this in the video, but that's what I've come up with it. Like deep down, it's because at five ninety nine the the regular Pixel Six is so good, it makes it hard to justify three hundred more dollars for the Pro. Um, and in the video, I talk about just the back and forth, like, and that's what I thought. I was like, ah, it's it's a deal. It's still a really good screen, and yes, there are trade offs. Like, don't kid yourself. The Pixel Six Pro is a better overall phone. It's huge. It's a massive phone. Um, but if you can get over that, like if if the uh, 6.7 inch, like go pick up a, uh, an S21 Ultra. Yeah. It, it feels very much like that phone. Like it's just big. It's a yeah. big phone. If that doesn't bother you, there's a bunch of wins with the Pro. Yeah. Like the screen, 
one hundred percent is better. Like lights out. Like it, it's a and it's better than most screens I've ever looked it's, at. Like it's, it's just immersive. So, it it's is so good. Colors are perfect. There's no Viewing shifting. Like it's, of, like it's you amazing. can you can look at it from like. 70 degrees and it looks I mean, yeah. perfect it's sitting here on the table right now oh yeah i mean it's looking like, at it from right here on the side it looks fantastic yeah yeah it uh, super yeah, bright so just, so great just gorgeous mm. gorgeous screen and so that that obviously is a win the the selfie camera is better than the six uh it shoots 4k it's 11 megapixel it's a wider angle it's just better uh the colors are better even taking photos it's just a better camera you get the 4X telephoto, which I used in the parking lot today because this cool car pulled up. And I was like, what is that? And I didn't want to look like a weirdo and walk to it. Look at that boat. It's like a Toyota? It's a 4K. Now it's a BMW. I can't see sort. it from over here. Okay. It's a, some sort of BMW convertible. Oh, they bring back. Oh, it's, it's, the, little, M, it's, the, little M, it's the little M8. Yeah. I think that replaced the old. Uh, they had a Z3 a while back. Little, the little, little, coo- the little, little tiny one. Little mid- two- uh, yeah. Like a midget. Was it a, is it, was it a two-seater? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had one. Yeah. Somebody traded one in one time. They are small. Yeah, real small. So, anywho, like that came in cool, and I was at a thing when I was carrying the Pixel Six. I was like, four ah, X would be really cool right now uh, that I didn't have. And so, you know, you're you're getting a better overall camera experience. Again, it's not like wildly better. It's not it's not um, stepping backwards to like Pixel Five or something, but it's better. And so it's like, okay, that it. I think so. You want to guess how much that one cost? <laughs> it looked and sounded like it costed a lot. At one hundred and thirty, I was going to say mid, m- mid one, one hundred thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. I still there was a Tesla parked across from me. I was like, I'd I'll still take, take that, that Tesla. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so the upgrade screen, upgraded camera. From what we've heard, the haptics are the same in both. They're just located differently. Right. So the the haptics makes on a the, difference. The Pro are located closer down difference. to the bottom, and you feel it like. The haptics on this thing, I love them. I, I like it, that, that bump when I type. And when the haptics are loose, it's terrible. It feels awful. When they're tight like this, like there's that thunk. Like every yeah. time you hit a key, I'm like, ooh, I love Typing, it. You, you notice a difference when it's in your pocket. Both, when they vibrate in your pocket, it almost startled me a little bit the oh, first yeah. time I got a notification. And that, I was and like, shake oh, you that's how awake. you know when the haptics are really good. Oh. Because the placement is good, but the phone is built in a way that you you just feel it it's right. not i've had phones uh, this one's kind of that way you can it's almost like you can tell exactly where the haptics are it's right. like man it feels like it's hitting the back of the case <laughs> and they're just sloppy and that it's such a horrible no flagship phone should have bad haptics they just no. shouldn't and i noticed today when my alarm was going off uh, i had snoozed and i put it back and i set it next to my pillow there's a slight vibration that happens uh with the haptics while your alarm's going off mm-hmm. and it was curving with the music yeah it was so cool and it, especially like the where it was sitting it almost like the tone of the vibration matched the music oh, that's cool like it was I, that could have just been a, a weird uh, coincidence but it was that was just a nice touch but so i mean you start talking about that that the speakers are better too the speakers are good in the six the speakers on this thing are phenomenal like they're they're the best phone speakers i've used now I think there's some pretty good iPhone speakers out there from what I've heard. Um, I would imagine these go toe-to-toe. Like, they're just rich, and there's a there's actually some low end to them. Like, it makes it super enjoyable to watch videos with no headphones on, and I just haven't done that before. And when I didn't have it in the Pro, I kind of missed it. Uh, and then, But there's this pristine build quality as well um, that at first was just weird for me because I'm like, 
I expected a Pixel. You know, I'm like holding the 5A here in front of me and, you know, the 4XL and the 4A and the 5. Yep. And the 4. And like, there's they been, there's been, well, and the 3 kind of felt like that and the 2 even. Like, they've just had this certain Pixel feel to them that, to me, while not being like pristine and luxurious, has always been kind of elegant and uh, understated and refined. Like, I, I still, every time I pick up, pick up the Pixel 4 XL without a case on it, I'm like, I love the way this foam feels. Like the the brush glass on the back and the, the matte railing. And like, I just, I love the way that foam felt. And so there's part of me that expected that in the Pixel. And so when I picked up the Pixel 6 Pro, it doesn't feel like that at all. It feels, it's on the level of the OnePlus 9 Pros and the, you know, Samsung Galaxy S21s and like these pristine glass metal phones and uh and i'm at you know i would say probably iphone type feel and so i don't know that was weird at first but kind of got used to it and when i switched back from the pro to this to the or from the six to the pro like the screen the speakers the haptics you know all of those things helped me to kind of get over the size of the phone um it's still big like even i've been carrying it for a few more days now and I'm still like, there's still times where I'm like, it's a big phone, but I can get over it. Like I can get over that part. I can get over the fact that it doesn't feel quote unquote like a pixel. Cause you know, what is, what is that anymore? You know, like we're moving into what feels like a kind of a new era of pixel phones. And so it's like, this is, this is what it is. And yeah. so, you know, with all of the upgrades over that for me, I mean, I went ahead and placed the order, uh, yesterday. Uh, for me, it's going to be, it's going to be the pro. Yeah. Um, but it's so weird because it's not to say that I'm getting this because the six is bad. Oh, it's just six. not. There was actually a, a little bit of time where I was like, this is what I'm going to go with. And yeah. honestly, if that's what I did, I honestly probably wouldn't be that upset about it. Other than the fact that I know that this phone's out there and I get the same pixel experience <clears throat> with all these little upgrades. Yeah. I had sprinkled in around. I it. had just messed around with the six a little bit. And then I put my SIM in the, in the six pro used it for a couple days and the size for me was like, Oh man, gosh, it's just too big. It's too big, you know, but I, I got used to it. I did yeah. like, I got used to it. And then I went back to the six and then that night I was like, Oh man, like I, I miss missed this. the screen. Miss that. Yeah. So you went with the pro. Yeah. 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 So after the, a lot of, <laughs> it was a lot of liberating. Like, yeah, I wrestled with it a yeah. lot and I think a lot of people will. And, and I think that's the important thing to note. Like the, the video kind of, we closed it out just saying like, that's the beauty of it yeah, this year. It's like, amazing. There's there are choices, and both great choices are have. great. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not to say it's not a problem or something you got to figure out for yourself or whatever, but it's not about whether you go Pixel or not. It's about which one do you go with, and and why do you do that? Because if you love the feel of the old the older style Pixels, if you want a smaller phone, if you like a flat screen, all that kind of stuff, the Pixel Six is really great. Like there wasn't anything about it that I was like, oh, that's really off putting. I don't like it. It's just the Pixel 6 Pro refines on some of those things, and it's just a little better. Uh, and and ultimately, I know myself well enough to know that if I know that that's out there... You're never going to be quite happy no. with, the, with the 6. Uh, and that's what I came back to. It was like, as someone who, you know, is, is very tech-oriented, I want the best tech possible for the most part. Like, obviously, sometimes you get things for certain reasons but for the most part you know we like we, we like having nice things and having the best tech that's available cutting edge bleeding edge and knowing that this is there and it has all the bells and whistles 
I will say this, this would have been a hundred percent harder. Actually, it was difficult to begin with. It would have been even worse if they would have kind of gone the route that they've gone <clears> in years past. Where like think about Pixel Four and Three, the stats, the cameras, everything was exactly the same. It was just the size of the phone was different, and that was it. And maybe the the uh, resolution of the screen was a little different uh, on the smaller phone. Like if they would have done that, if they would have just if the Pixel Six at its size had the exact same screen that this one does, if it had the same speakers, if it had the same camera setup, if it yep. had everything the same, it had same RAM, because yep. you do get more RAM in this one. I don't think you need it, but you know it's twelve up from eight. You know if it had all of that stuff and it was just that that form factor. I would probably be leaning towards the the six yeah, because instead. because I mean the design the the uh, the build quality is you know this and they said it they they wanted to make a phone that was kind of styled after jewelry and like this certain premium you know, aesthetic you know they it, they got it they they nailed that part yeah, yeah it's so. nice uh, I think they've done a good job with both these phones and clearly since you can't find them anywhere apparently they're selling or they only had yeah. like twenty. Um, yeah, Surely they knew that they, they were going to sell more than twenty. <laughs> Surely they knew they were going to yeah, sell. Yeah, I mean, it's all over Reddit. People are are waiting on shipments. Some people have gotten them already, but a lot of people's shipments are getting delayed. Orders are getting canceled. Uh, Best Buy still has some of the pros. I can't remember which. T-Mobile one. had sixes. They just didn't have pros. Yeah. So Best Buy, if you want to just buy one outright, unlock. They have them. They a lot of the carrier. Like with Best Buy, you can get the carrier ones, but you have to go. I mean, I can't. I can't imagine the thought of going into a Best Buy and trying to upgrade my phone or get a phone on. I used my to do care. it all the time too. Oh, uh, that makes with me, Sprint. No, I went to Best Buy all the time. I Is remember it a going. Pain? Yeah. No, super simple. They know what they're doing, really. But I mean, okay. the the Sprint quote unquote Sprint I worked for, we were a premier something, which meant we were pretty close to a corporate Sprint store, but not quite. And. And so we had all the look of it, had all the mm-hmm. stuff, but there were certain parts of the experience you had to refer them to a corporate. So they'd right. have to go up to Louisville or, or get on the phone, call corporate. Um, and so all the tools that we had to upgrade phones would be the same thing that Best Buy had, mm-hmm. the exact same stuff. It's yep. the same systems that they would use at any non-corporate Sprint provider. Like, I don't even like going into the T-Mobile store. I couldn't imagine going to a retailer and buying the yeah. phone. I, I'd rather not. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we have a, like an official T-Mobile store I hope here. for T-Mobile's sake that the stores in bigger cities are better than what... Ours just always seems... I don't know. It's just always busy. Yeah, it's, you walk they're, in they're and overrun. Yeah, they're overrun. We have one other small store that used to be a Sprint store. It's T-Mobile. But they're, they're a third party. I thought they were a corporate store, but it says on the door. I went there to check to see if they oh, had any phones. Oh, really? It says probably operated by someone's home. Yeah. Because I actually, my 9 Pro, I actually ended up getting at that store because our main T-Mobile store got one 9 Pro in stock when they released. That's well, one more one. than they did Just in one. 6 Pro. So... Uh, I got online and it said the store right down the street that used to be a Sprint store had one one guy working in there and sure enough he had he had three or four of them and he hooked me up so I was yeah. happy yeah I think they worked it's probably just like Sprint did um, <clears throat> where you know you're an authorized <clears throat> retailer right. you have all the same to sell phones you got all the same abilities you yeah, just but you would think have that the, the actual store would get more inventory than the, especially yeah. a store that gets the volume that yeah. Yeah. our store just man they deal with a lot of people like a lot. a lot yeah that there's a period where they had some sense. really good employees in is there it, and there's it was, not it was one great. in Radcliffe, is there mm-hmm. nope um but yeah they're they're the people they have working there are, are not the best uh, unfortunately now, i remember was it the i can't remember which one it was the eight or something one of the one pluses we went up there and got robbie and i went up there when they opened and 
I'm not, this, I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble, but we get the phones and we're, we're kind of particular when we get them. We're like, no, we know what we're doing. We don't need to, don't, don't touch, don't, my, don't phone. touch my stuff. I'm going to wipe my stuff. I'm, I'll give it to you when I'm done with it. And we're telling her, oh yeah, this one's got that much she, RAM. Every time or she sees me, she still refers to that. Yeah. And she, she did. Remember when we went up there, there was that same lady. So oh, this is like, the I, launch day of the phone and her, her exact words were something along the line of, oh yeah, we have, uh, we have videos we we're supposed to watch, but we haven't watched them yet. Like oh, yeah. we were educating her on the phone that we were buying for a thousand dollars from her. She was like, she told me when we went, uh, Joe and I went over to ask about the, the pixel and, uh, and we were trying to actually go and do the pre-orders right then, and and uh, it, their whole system Google just wasn't working. Mobile, yeah. um, and so uh, and and she said, "Oh yeah, you're the, you're the guy that got that that one plus." And I just remember everything you told me that I just used that. I sold so many phones because of that stuff you told me. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. educating yourself helps, huh? Because it had the one, yeah. Like, did it have one? Like, I sold phones like a madman yes. because I was the only one that knew. Like when I sold phones. I outsold everybody. I don't do, I hate sales. Yeah. I just, everybody, you know what you're doing. Yeah. People <clears throat> be like, oh, I'm not really sure, but he knows. And so they'd walk over and yeah, this has this processor and this, and this is why this one's better than that one. And like, Oh, well I'll just, you know, and they'd buy it for me because mm-hmm. I'm the one that knew. And I have that look. People thought I was a manager. <laughs> no joke. All the time. People walk in and be like, uh, are you the manager? It's the hair. No, no. Why would you say that? Like, I don't have any. I'm dressed just like all the rest of these people. I know I'm a little taller than them, but I just have that look. I look like the manager. You look commanding. That's what it is. You look commanding. Have my RBF on. Yeah, that's right. You stand there with your leg up, like Captain Morgan. Come, I will tell you about the phones. So anyway. let's. All right, that's Pixel stuff. Go watch our video. We're working on some reviews, figuring out how those are. So you hear here first. I don't say this in the video. I lean towards it in the video, but yeah, I went. I yeah, went Pixel went Six Pro. Pro, 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 Pro. Pro. Um, so let's talk a couple couple Chrome OS things. You mentioned LumaFusion. So let's let's kind of talk through the news there. Uh, this is something that I'm definitely super excited about but haven't had a chance to like dig in and see exactly what happened so educate me please. i would say temper your expectations yeah. just because of the way yeah. that these things tend to go but luma fusion um i don't know a bunch of video there's a bunch of video editors on ios luma fusion's the one i've heard most it's, about it's the one that i'd seen jonathan morrison and yeah, dave 2d you look do it that up stuff a like, bunch of people yeah. have done this so a bunch of people have have i edited this whole video on on an ipad yeah. and when they do that Almost all of them are using LumaFusion, and it's just, it's a full-blown editor. Like, it's not some, like, I don't want to knock KineMaster or WeVideo or any of these other ones, but they're they're not ready to handle, I, I, I don't want to say, like, professional, like, you're going to go film f- movies and make it with this, but even, like, the level of what we do, that you wouldn't be able to do it right. because the corrections that you make and the way the timelines work and stuff, I wouldn't trust those pieces of software to produce what we make and i guess technically we make money doing this so technically we're professionals um so it's not ready for yeah, i mean technically speaking you um, said it not me yeah uh, <laughs> we're pro man that's what also it means like if i go start making money playing golf i'm a professional golfer like yeah. that's what i do as a profession that's all you it means make you make money, money robbing banks are you a professional bank robber sure sure okay 100 percent. then what's pro. an amateur bank robber do they just get caught get caught <laughs> <laughs> Got caught. <laughs> there you have it, guys. Um, and so, yeah, that, like, 
if they deliver the thing that they've produced on iOS. Now, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. If. Remember. Closed when you, ecosystem right. versus open ecosystem. But what they can do, KineMaster did this, uh, to their credit, when it launched, it only worked on phones that had XYZ processor in them at least. So they could limit themselves and be like, hey, you know, sorry, not compatible with your, your phone or whatever. So LumaFusion could say, hey, we're going to work with Snapdragon 888, you know, whatever. I'm, I don't know, 865, 875, yeah. you know, last couple of years of Snapdragon. Um, hopefully, since they're they're aiming at Chrome OS and they just understand the ecosystem, like they would let Tensor be in that, that group uh, and maybe like Exynos, you know, or something. You think they'll exclude x86 out of the gate? You're talking 80% of the Chromebook market. No, 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 no. I'm saying on Android. So, like, because Chrome OS gets, like, that gets into a whole different tangle. Like, I, I they have to let x86 work on Chrome Right, OS. and that's what I'm wondering, how it's, because it's a, their, their blog post says development of LumaFusion on Android and Chrome OS. So, uh, obviously, it's probably just going to be one app, but it'll be optimized for big screen as sure. well. Yeah. This development could take a decade. <laughs> I mean, I, well, I don't know. No. I mean, it's the app's already out and available and been in use on iOS for years. So right. it's not like they're starting from scratch No, here. no, but back to what you said about, you know, we know how these things go. They're jumping into an entirely new ecosystem, and now they're having to develop. Like you said, hopefully they'll, they'll limit it at first, but right. they are going to have to figure out how to make this work well on x86. And yeah. Because as far as iOS, that's just... Yeah, I mean, basically... The, Bionic your, chips, right? Your A, A series chips, yeah, because, I, I mean, I'm sure it works fine on M1, yeah. too. So, well, yeah, but that's... Uh, yeah. Kind of same thing. Uh, yeah, that, they'll, they'll have to figure out x86 for sure because, like, I, I was saying for Android phones specifically because, it, like, it's going to be on Android uh, and uh, obviously tablets and stuff, too. But if they can kind of limit their scope, I think, and, and maybe, honestly, what I think they need to do is say it's core x86 chips like that you don't need to be worrying about jasper lake chromebooks using LumaFusion. like that's I, use we video if you're going to buy a small core cheap chromebook you're not buying that to edit professional level video like that that doesn't make any sense you wouldn't buy a jasper lake windows device and expect to use LumaFusion. like it, that doesn't make any sense so I think they could limit it to heck if they want to they could say it's this is only going to work on 11th gen core processors yeah fine like that's 100 percent fine because this is going to be a specialized application it's not this isn't something i think everyone's going to be uh excited about or everyone's going to need and i think in the the blog post like it's going to be a one-time purchase too like so they're going to uh or whoever I, the article i read said that that's what they're going to do so they're going to whatever they're going to charge for it i don't know what that'll be but it, what is it this. on on ios is it don't, no idea yeah. maybe look and see let's see let's just let's see what google knows about this how much does luma fusion cost for ios i mean some of those some of those specialty apps can get 20 pretty, bucks yeah it's gonna can get pretty pricey i was gonna say i was, I was I gonna mean, say Kini 20 Masters, 30 bucks it's a subscription Monthly, isn't it? yeah so yeah. they're not doing that with this like this would be a one-time purchase so Great. even if it's 50 dollars, if it's a professional level Video editing suite—that's a whole lot cheaper than Final Cut is. We just, we just, <laughs> we just talked with an editor who got started m making film and you know editing on LumaFusion. Yeah, I mean, that's how we got started. 
it's a it's a full blown suite. Yeah. Um, and so even if it's twenty or thirty bucks, like that's a no brainer. But again, that tells me like they're ready to go ahead and build an app that's that's ready to be distributed and and used in this kind of fashion. This isn't some make your TikTok videos and and upload them to TikTok or YouTube Shorts or whatever. Like there are other applications that are good for that kind of thing. This is hey, you want to make an actual video like you want to put together a timeline and and deal with colors and all the things that have to go into making a, a more professional level video and if to do that to me like charging a monthly subscription for something or i don't know the way that most apps go about it phone apps like that doesn't sound professional level to me saying hey this is what our piece of software costs buy it or don't I think cuts down on the number of people that are just going to be like, oh, I'll try it, you know, first month free, you know, give it a try. Like it's going to cost you 30 bucks to go buy it. You're going to think a lot about whether you want to do that, which means you probably bought a Chromebook that you would want to do something like this on. And so I could see this turning into something really cool, a cool partnership where they launch this. They say, hey, we've officially made this work really well on this set of Chromebook processors. If you have one of them, great. But then now if you're looking to buy a Chromebook and you're like, man, I want to do I want to do some, some video editing. It's going you know, to thin the herd for you. Right. And so it's like, cool, this is the Chromebook you need to get, which I would say if video editing existed on a Chromebook anyway, right now an 11th gen Chromebook would be the only, <laughs> like it's the only one with a really good GPU anyway. Right. So like I, I'm hoping that's the route that they go. Like don't try to figure out how to dumb down the app for a $300 Chromebook. You don't have to do that. Like it's okay. How does, how does GPU access work through Android? Is it, do they have full access? How's that work? If it's if it's put together right, yeah. And so that that's the problem. Like we have all these Android apps on Chromebooks that you're like, man, this should run fine. This you know, Core i5 11th Gen is a monster. But if the developer doesn't tell the app, hey, here's Don't where to this. use the stuff, it doesn't even know to do that. And there's a striking number of developers that don't even know their app is being used on Chromebooks. Right. It's like it, the detachment level is that wide. And so like Android 12L and all that stuff is probably a move to try to get some of that. Google's been doing this for a couple of years now, trying to get developers to understand your apps are being used on <clears> big <throat> screens. Right. Maybe not tablets, but Chromebooks for sure. People are downloading and, and using it, and especially ones where it's they haven't not just not optimized it, but it's a it's made for a phone layout and it blows up to a big screen and it just is a terrible experience. You've got these app developers like all you would have to do is set the window size for when it opens, right? And if they blow it up, they blow it up, and it doesn't work. Fine, but it should open as a small window if that's what it's meant to do, or. If you're not, if it doesn't work at all on x86, or it doesn't work on Chromebooks, or it's a terrible experience, just make it not available on your device. Yeah, like, and that and that's the thing. I have a feeling Google's going to start moving that way because with 12L, they're actually going to be forcing compatibility mode. So if your d- device uh, isn't, if your app is not optimized for a large screen, and you open it on a Chromebook or a tablet, it's going to attempt to force compatibility mode, which will put it in a standard size with material design outlined. To, that way, all of these non-optimized apps look and feel the same right so which shame on you developers for not for not that's not even getting ahead of this this has been a thing for three four yeah. years now you've known but uh that they, they can google may eventually get to the point where they say hey if your app's not optimized for this that or whatever 
you're not even going to be allowed to serve it to x86 devices or serve yeah. it to large devices and, and which is a shame it is a shame developers yeah. should be willing and ready to do this because at the end of the day you're just losing money and a few years ago i i could completely get the argument of like well i mean how many chromebooks are really being yeah used, the, whatever, the revenue but, wasn't there and the tools weren't there but google's made the tools so readily available yeah. with the android emulator now you can literally spin up a foldable device and you can see in real time how your app <laughs> reacts when you fold it because that's one of the things they talked about with 12l is optimizing and uh, using these tools to make sure your app, you know, when you fold a device open, there's not a button right there in the center of the seam, or when you go, ha you know, you flip a device around, how the the apps uh, react. And of course, the people who are developing phones and have their own software, their software is tuned for those devices that fold and larger yeah. screens and stuff. This is giving developers the tools to make sure that their apps, third-party apps, will do the same. And they, it's getting to the point where there's just not an excuse to have a bad UI experience. On well, and there's, and there's so many yeah. Chromebooks in the market now and so many people using Chromebooks that you, you, you really got to start you, it's thinking It's time about to address this. it. Yeah, yeah. Like it's time. To, there's, there's, there's just no excuse left to be like, well, we just haven't thought about it or we didn't know. Like, how did you not? How? Yeah. How is it possible that you didn't know? Right. Because, again, I get it. Five years ago when Android apps were announced, I would say this all the time. If I walked down to our little town square down here and just stood on the corner and as people walked by said hey have you ever heard of a chromebook you ever used a chromebook i would bet that eight out of ten would say no to both of those things a few years back yeah. i would be willing to bet right now if i did that same thing 80 to 90 percent would have at least heard of chromebooks right. yeah and i bet you 60 or 70 percent have had a brush with one because of their kid or they they've thought about getting one or something yeah like, i still know a lot of people that don't really understand what chrome os sure, is they sure. just they but think they know of it yeah they <laughs> think a chromebook's a netbook or it's a window or whatever but yes i would say exactly what robbie said it's polar opposite of what it was five years ago because i remember going to a coffee shop in louisville and seeing somebody with a chromebook and be like oh my gosh some that guy's got a oh, chromebook now We'd like take like, pictures and send it to each other I just spotted a yeah. weird stalker. <laughs> Probably need to delete those. I but, see. but now you just freely assume that when you talk to someone, they either have used or they have a kid that's using or they know something about Chromebooks yep. or they saw an ad. Because, I mean, Chromebook ads are everywhere. Yeah. You know? I just hope that if they've made this sort of announcement, they've gone out public and said, we're working on this. They didn't give any timeline, did they? LumaFusion specifically? It says it is, and that they've tempered the expectations here because it's, um, well, I just completely lost my, there we go. Uh, so development ha is underway, and it says details about supported Android and Chrome OS devices, general availability features, and other details will be made available in the coming months. So that just means more news is coming. That yeah, doesn't even mean, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think realistically mid-late 2022 would be reasonable. It may be longer, and if it takes them till the end of next year to release a full-fledged yeah, that works sure as well as out. the, yep. yeah. Make sure Take it's your ironed time. out yep. and make sure that when this thing launches, it's good uh, because gosh almighty, I would love to <clears throat> love, so to, fun to, be able love to, to edit a video, try it. I'm not saying it, it will replace our workflow. No, because here's, here's the problem uh, <laughs> with all that is that we get down to it and maybe, maybe uh, down the road, there's a, a Chromebook that, you know, it's like, oh, cool. Like we were able to edit and, and export this video times to dollars 
pennies to dollars that the export of that exact same video on the Mac with yeah. Final Cut that's been honed yeah. and worked on yeah. for years and years and years. It's going to be. It'll be 10 times faster. Yeah, and that's the so thing. So it's not I, realistic I for us to you, replace yeah. our thing. But yeah, I've been they one that we can recommend. Yeah, I've installed yeah. video editors via Linux that I I guarantee you, if Joe were willing to take the time, maybe a day to work through it, he could create a video and reproduce what he does now on Final Cut. I would not wish that on my worst enemy. <laughs> right. He would jump out the window by his desk, yeah. and then back to what Robbie said, exporting yeah. would take forever and. It honestly, it might not work. You might yeah. end, with a ten minute video with hundreds of gigs. You might end yeah. up with something that's garbage. Yeah, yeah. I went and through so, and looked at the last five or four videos, and they were all like two fifty, two fifty gigs. That's that's what this. Because honestly, we don't I'm, make. I'm that, working. I'm working from an, an external right uh, but still, SD, but still, we don't make that complex of videos. No, I mean the no. footage is good, and it's high resolution. So that makes the the videos larger. But to me, like LumaFusion on a Chromebook, if it's going to come out, it's going to be a, st- a set price and it's going to be, you know, try to be, hopefully that as a company, they've kind of created some like, hey, this is us and this is what we do on iOS. Like it needs to be able to do that. And honestly, on an iPad Pro, you could do what we do. Uh, you could you could take LumaFusion and, and make the videos that we make on an iPad Pro. We actually, as the when we were kind of talking about making some of this move, we considered it. Yeah. Uh, for a few minutes, uh, maybe just we get a big yeah. beastie iPad Pro and and do your video edits on it. Exactly. Uh, yeah. There were some hangups there, obviously. Like it's not going to be the same thing, but like the idea being more so that hey, yes, we can pull this off. Yeah, the exports are a little bit long, but if you want to get into making video and you want to get into really editing some stuff, you have you'll have an option on a Chromebook right. now. Uh, to actually do it in a more professional manner, and I think that, about that part's cool. And I think about um, you know uh, school age kids or even college uh, students who are trying to learn basic video editing, who are trying to get into this stuff. Thirty dollars is a lot better than three hundred dollars that you have to pay for Final oh, Cut. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, you know. So, so yeah, so you're going to you wait can, for your export a little bit. Yeah, but, but you're learning the process, and, and you're getting more creative people um, making content, which yeah. is which is and, awesome. And that's so. the thing. My kids watch a lot of uh, uh, young uh, YouTube creators, and obviously they have their parents that help them with editing and stuff like that. But I guarantee you, LumaFusion will do way better than a lot of the stuff that they're doing. Yeah. Because there's nothing, if you're, get, if you're getting your feet wet and you're you're using an online video editor just to just to get the ball rolling, good on you. But for 20 bucks, you can have something that's yeah. going to be way better than, than yeah, what totally. most. And then all of a sudden, like on, on your Chromebook level, you know, your, especially if it didn't come out to next year, we'll, we'll get into having Alder Lake Chromebooks. Right. Oh, and, yeah. And right, right. Some of the benchmarks Which that are coming out of those things. have it. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Are going to be Might real be beasty. T- What's the new M1X, M1, MX1, M- M1X, MX1? M1, no, it's M1 Ma- Pro, M1 Max. Yeah. Yeah. So rumor, rumor has it, Alder Lake might, might, <laughs> back to benchmarks. Might, yeah. yeah. Might be out benchmarking. But again, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, you mentioned 12L, uh, uh, kind of briefly there. Well, why? What's the L for? <laughs> Large. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Large. I don't. I don't know. I don't know that they ever mentioned. There's a ton of videos, yeah. uh, breakout sessions, and stuff on the Android Developer uh, YouTube page. 
but the whole premise is just 12L is going to be a feature drop for 12. So when I first heard it and saw it and everything, I thought, oh, it's going to be a, it's not a separate version of Android. That's just going to be yeah. the next a- evolution of what 12 is. So I guess they were saying 12.1 before. Remember, yeah, uh, a month ago, yeah, 12.1's coming for large screen. I think they just. I don't know why they're doing that. Yeah, so this is going to be one of the feature drops. <laughs> Typical and, Google doing something and giving no explanation. Yeah, and, and I guess it just stands for large, I guess, because yeah, it's large screen. the whole point is for large screen devices and foldables. And a lot of it's, like I mentioned, it's a lot of it's geared towards developers. It's to help them, give them the tools that they need so and encourage them to start developing their apps or tuning their apps for large devices, foldable devices, laptops, Chromebooks, they mentioned Chromebooks. As a matter of fact, the opening segment in the video in the article I posted this morning, the first graphic that pops up is a list of Chrome OS devices. That's mm-hmm. it. There's That's the Pixel fantastic. 6 and Chrome OS devices. So obviously they are trying to get developers to understand your apps need to work well on laptops. Because totally. right. I mean, most Android app developers already know their device, their apps need to work well on tablet. I mean, you just just because of Samsung alone, they need to work well on a tablet. But the for the user, they're 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 tuning uh, multitasking, so you'll be able to do like split screen straight from your taskbar, and they're moving some of the elements to the left and the right instead of having them in the center of the screen. Because when you're holding a big Chrome OS tablet, you know that's difficult for some people. But it's just little stuff that makes sense. You know, being able to log it, you you tap the screen. And whatever side you tap the screen on, that's where the pin line lock comes up instead of mm-hmm. being in the center. Yeah. That way you can keep your hands on the screen. Uh, the navigation buttons go into the right side uh, when you're in tablet mode. But um, that that's there's a lot of other stuff that's under the hood that's just geared towards developers. But it's, it's still a ways out. The preview started this month. Uh, first beta comes out next month, and there'll be three betas before they launch it sometime in Q2. So Cool. Yeah. yeah. It's not too far off. Yeah. I, I want to say, oh, it's something to be super excited about, but for your regular user, it's probably not going to be a huge overhaul. Right. But it's just Google continuing to try to get developers to understand yeah. that they're missing the boat yeah. on large devices. And so. It's a process. You know, I, I guess at the end of the day. Thank I, goodness I, for Samsung continuing to make foldable phones because they're probably <laughs> the driving force behind this stuff continuing to actually hey, happen. We're, we're waiting. Yeah. We're waiting for a pixel <laughs> announcement. It didn't get teased at the event, but. But it is crazy. Like it. I don't know. I, I, what else do you need? How many millions and millions of Chromebooks do you need to ship before people like developers start paying attention to it? Like I don't, I don't, yeah. and it's it's part of like this is whatever it is that causes this is the same stuff that caused Android tablets to completely tank and lose to the iPad. Yep, one hundred percent. Whatever this thing is, it's hard to quantify. I don't know why this issue persists. Uh, I don't know if maybe Apple just had some magic way to like. I don't poke and prod developers when the, they first introduced iPad. I know it took a little bit. You know, it wasn't like every app had an iPad equivalent immediately. Yeah. It they took probably a while. strong-armed them. And was they, like, they might if you have. Don't, if you don't do this, we'll your pull app's it from not. Your iPhone. Yeah, yeah, the app won't be on the Play Store. Or yeah, on the store. App Store. App Which store. makes me wonder, though, why there are there has to be some, and maybe it's just the size of the ecosystem. I, I don't. With, that's changed drastically in the last five years, but there are still so many applications that are. Apple only. 
I got an email the other day from a guy inviting us to become a part of this podcasting platform thing and top mentors and w- whatever. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, sign us up. We'll check it out. I'd love to you know, see what it's all about. It's Apple only. There is no Android app. Yeah, that's honestly kind of crazy uh, to me. Whatever. But I get it. I mean, if you have a limited resource development yep. team yep. and you're going to pick one ecosystem to go for, yep. that's the one, yeah. especially in the U.S. I mean, it's oh, just... Yeah. That's where you go because my limited resources can get me a lot farther. Right. So if I take those same resources and again, it's the same thing. We put them on Android. Now it's spread across all these different right. makers and all this kind of <clears> stuff. And so, I mean, it's, that's, it's, that's a problem Android will always have. Uh, but it's a problem Chrome OS doesn't <clears> have. Uh, because if you make it work on Chrome OS, it works on Chrome OS. So if it works with, you know, 11th gen Intel chips. It's going to work on all Chromebooks with Intel 11th gen chips. It's not like, oh, well, that HP does this, and well, that, that Acer that has it right. this and, way. And, that, and that's the, the thing. They ran into some bumps when Android apps first came out because Android didn't play well with x86. They've ironed that out. And now you have enough ARM devices on the market and enough variety of ARM chips that that's not an issue Chrome OS is Chrome OS, and this is what we. But this is the defining thing between Chrome OS and Android. Android is a white label operating system from Google. Yeah, Chrome OS is Chrome OS. Right. If it's going to work, all you have to do is become a part of the the uh, Chromium community and say, "Hey, we want to add this to Chrome OS." You work with the developers; it works. It's going to work on every device that's out yeah, there. Exactly. Barring one that just is doesn't have enough power. Right. Yeah. So. Well, and hopefully, you know, with with twelve uh, L and in. You know, uh, LumaFusion making announcements like this, and hopefully other other developers will, will follow suit and continue to optimize their their apps for. Chrome I just OS, don't like but, large though. I mean, we got to come up know. with another word for mm-hmm. L. What's it? It's gonna be twelve yeah. llama liquid. Uh, I like llama. Twelve llama. Llama. We're going twelve llama. There's it's a lot done. of L's in llama. <laughs> Ludicrous. It's, <laughs> it's it's twelve llama. It's 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 done. Okay, folks. Uh, uh, I think that's it for today. We appreciate you all tuning in. And we'll catch you next week. See ya. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.